Hello and welcome to Table for Five with no reservations. Take a seat at the table for a fresh, sweet, salty, tart, and pleasantly bitter conversation. Thank you for taking a seat at the table. In this episode, we'll be talking about our preconceived notions, judgment, and anticipation prior to parenting. Seated tonight, I have Jen Dunn from Vancouver, British Columbia, Rachel Flanagan from St. Paul, Minnesota, Jamie Ramos from Denver, Colorado, Kim McIsaac from Boston, Massachusetts, and myself, Tabitha Cabrera from Phoenix, Arizona. So we want to start out this first episode talking about our preconceived ideas about mothering and parenting was going to look like before we had our children, what we thought about ourselves and what type of mothers we would be. So Jamie, you want to start us out with um, what you thought? Sure. So I like babysat kids and I was a nanny-ish like since I was 12, like I babysat all the time. I watched really little kids. My I have a older sister who when I was in high school had a baby and I like took care of that baby um, when she worked. And so, and then I nannied um, throughout college and high school and stuff. So I just thought that I kind of knew everything and I really judged those parents, like how they did things. I'm like, when I have my own, I'm going to do this or this or this. And I always had this idea in my head. Like I had like friends who like just took their kids wherever they went to like a nice restaurant. Their kids sat at the restaurant, maybe with a tablet or a phone, but they were quiet. They went out, they took their kids to concerts. So it was kind of like this whole philosophy that your kid fits into your life, not your Mm -hmm. catering to your kid. And that was totally what I was going to do. I was like, all right, we're going to be on the go parents. We're going to go hiking and do this. And our kids just going to come along because they have to, (laughs) they're just, you know, yeah, they're just going to be raised this way. So that's all they're going to know. So that was kind of my idea of parenting. And uh, yeah, it didn't work out. <laughs> <laughs> and what did you imagine for yourself? Like, were there certain things that you thought you for sure were going to do as a mother? I mean, I thought like, oh, we would do Montessori. I wouldn't let my kids watch a lot of TV. I would bake and be crafty and do lots of like crafts and stuff with my kids and kind of a little differently than when I was, my mom worked all the time and we did do some of that stuff, but I never had like a stay at home parent. So I was like, I'm going to be a stay at home mom for the first few years and really spend time with my kids. And this whole plan in my head that like, I had been around so many other people raising their kids that like, I knew what I wanted to do and I knew how to do it. Yeah. What about you, Rachel? What did you think about mothering? You know, we, Billy and I, um, tried to get pregnant and then we're in the adoption process for a really long time. I think we were together 15 years by the time we got Seely. And so in that, I was just laughing about it. We had to present like a profile about who we were and what we wanted to be as parents to these prospective birth moms over the course of time. And I was passionate about being a career woman that had started out a hairdresser and grew to love small business and built policy and stuff and like motivated people. And behind me would be this swath of women that were able to succeed because they knew how to implement business properties, you know, like, yeah, I just wanted to show her just be this example. And then I began, as James said, like going here, going there, taking her with, and suddenly as we got, she got a little older, it was clear that her quirks were going to drive our day. And I just didn't know what I know now, but I like, I did picture having gone to Aveda, I wanted a little girl to play with her hair and boy, we got hair. 
and <laughs> I wanted to play spa and now I can't get through a Sunday without a massage and she puts makeup on like a drag queen so it's like I got some extra <laughs> yes. yeah what did you think Kim prior to having kids so I thought that um we would be the parents that everybody's kids were going to be at our house like we were going to be the ones driving all the kids places and they'd all our house would be like the hangout we'd be very involved I was gonna you know be a kindergarten teacher so that way I could be home after school and on the weekends and during vacations and stuff like that I we always wanted a big family me and my boyfriend obviously then talked about it um and we did have a big family but the rest of the I'm stuff like, kind of went out check, the window. Check. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. And even that didn't quite happen the way I imagined. I imagined having like, you know, three or four kids, like each two to three years apart. My kids are very split. So, you know, I have two and then a big space and then two more. Yeah. That's kind of what I had envisioned. Jen, what did you think? Well, kind of piggybacking what Kim said, I also thought, because growing up, my mom, I, I was the hangout house. I had the sleepovers. My mom made sure we had all the snacks and all the movies and everyone came to our house. And I thought that's how it was gonna be with my daughter, that we were gonna have sleepovers and we were gonna go for manicures and we were gonna go for movies and we were gonna travel together. And although we do those things, they are so gravely modified around what she can tolerate that it's, I'm so grateful we can do them, but it's such a different experience than I thought it would be. Yeah. Yeah, and just everything in general with that you know, the, the bedtime <laughs> that she wasn't going to have a bottle for four years and all of those things that I thought prior to having her kind of just went out the window. Now we, you know, like I said, we get to do those things. We don't have the sleepovers or any of that stuff, but we can do the other things. But like I said, they're just modified. I'm before I had kids and I, kind of took a similar route to Rachel and time-wise we waited a long time being together before we had kids and I um, pursued my career as a professional and it kind of was not even a thought in our mind about children and when we were going to have them because we were busy doing school and you know always in the grind of that Um, but once I was pregnant I imagined that I was going to be this like granola mom. I toured a baby moon center. It smelled like lavender. It was gorgeous. I walked out That's of there. And like, vibe. Yeah. I want to have my kids in this beautiful surrounding. And then like about, you know, halfway through my pregnancy, I'm like, that is not who I am at all. What, what, what are you thinking in your mind? You're not a crafty mom. You're not a granola make your own food type of mom you're like buy the stuff that you can open the package with don't fool yourself into thinking that you're going to be someone you're not because that's not who you are I did though know that I wanted to show up for my children I wanted to be in the stands if they had anything where they wanted me supporting them I too wanted to be like the hangout place where the kids would come to your house because I was always the kid at other people's houses I was always the one hanging out um, somewhere else. So those are things that I thought too. And, you know, our common thread for people who are listening for the first time is we all have children who are autistic. So it kind of changed our view as far as what our expectations were for parenting, I guess. What did you think about other parents 
do you have any specific, anyone have any specific instances where you were out and you were like, oh my God, I'm never going to do that with my kids. Can you float back to a time where <laughs> you were like really judging yeah. other mothers or parents? Oh my God. I, can I go? Yeah, yes. go ahead, Rachel. <laughs> I, we wanted a kid so bad. So like if you were in the aisle of the target and there was a mom on the other side of the aisle and she was just ticked at her kid, I would be like, meet me on the other side. Let's take you home and be nice to you for the rest of your life. That mom is tired. <laughs> like you just come home with me. I can do better. I literally, I mean, I'm not saying as like looking to kidnap, but I'm saying like, I was like, oh, she doesn't like that job. Look, she got pregnant. I can't. She doesn't even like it. Like I was sad. I was sassy. I was like filled with all the piss and vinegar. Never, ever, ever did I know someone could be this tired, could care so much and have such a short fuse. Never did I know. I did not know. I wish I could go back to those targets, flux capacitor style and be like, girl, here's a coffee. Yeah. I'm so sorry. You're doing great. They are an asshole. All the kids are jerks. (laughs) (laughs) I used to see people not drag their kids physically around, but I would see people take their kids out all the time. I'd see them at restaurants late with their kids Their kids would be tired. And I would be very judgmental about what are you doing here? Put, take, take your kid home and go to bed. Sometimes that's just not, I mean, real. I, don't know, I was always like, I would never keep my kid up if they're tired. I would never yeah. do that. That kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, I think because I was so young. So me before I had kids was like 15, Eight. 16. Yeah. Yeah. Five. yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> my thing was like, just so superficial. Of course it makes sense at that age now, but was like, oh, they're going to have Nike sneakers. They're going to be dressed nice. Oh, they would never Boston. wear, they're never going to wear ducks. On, on their clothes Pretty like animals those, yeah those are the things I kind of thought about because I was young and also I babysat a ton I knew a lot of other young mothers that like would leave their kids that their parents had their kids all the time and we didn't want that like we wanted to be the ones taking care of our kids primarily you know which we were but in hindsight it's like you you know we did also need a lot of support him that totally reminded me I was like my kids are never wearing like character shirts I don't want lightning McQueen on my kid's shirt my kids are always gonna be dressed nice yeah now if my kid wants to wear like if he asks to wear a freaking Mickey Mouse shirt I'm giving him like five million Mickey Mouse shirts. <laughs> yeah. that person I remember was when... like oh no I'm controlling how you <laughs> Yes. Amy, I was like that with Velcro. I was like, she's not wearing Velcro shoes. <laughs> oh, she wears yeah. Velcro shoes because her little hands can't coordinate. They, you yeah. literally can see her not have the strength in her hands to tie a shoelace. I had a friend make a comment once, don't ever let her wear Velcro shoes. And I was like, and I didn't. I would put the converse on her little cankles and she was little and I'd shove them in and it wasn't tie it tight. The frustration of her putting on shoes was like, okay, she's getting some Velcro shoes. Crocs are a go-to now in the summer. So yep, same. Judge oh, away. I hated Crocs. I remember <laughs> my son had this, this pair of Batman sneakers. I don't even know where they came from. They were black and royal blue. They were hideous. They reminded me of a Smurf. And he would cry. He would cry to wear them. So we had a lot of, it, it literally <laughs> killed me. <laughs> but I could feel right less about something like that now you know now you're like hi tie tie (laughs) now I'm like well like you could wear a Minnie Mouse shirt yeah I have the opposite now because with my daughter because she will only wear the same things over and over I could spend a thousand dollars on her clothes and she won't wear them I mean my other daughter would yeah (laughs) (laughs) well I think too uh for me it was I was 
a technology person where I was like, I don't want my kids watching a lot of TV or having electronic. And then I remember about two years in Nixon must have been two, two and a half. And we did a nanny share after we had Nora, our daughter. And uh, the dad was like, I read this study that too much TV does damage to your brain, blah, blah, blah. And I was like sleep deprived and dealing with a toddler. And I was like, you know, I watched so much TV when I was a kid and we're fine. <laughs> like, don't tell me about the research studies about television right now, sir. I lived for 30 minutes of Pee Wee Herman and look at how successful I am. <laughs> Like, I don't want to hear about the research studies on television right now. We're surviving day by day. Over the funny here. thing is like, that was yeah. so me. Like when my oldest Jesse was a baby, like my mom would be like, I hate it all the time. She'd be like, we barely had you guys in car seats and you're all still alive. And I'm like, mom, there are standards. But I was like that with TV, all this stuff. I was like, we're not going to do that. Look at all, all these kids have ADHD because of TV, blah, blah. You know, like, and now I'm like, oh my gosh, shut up. I'm like, if you could have 13 Sour Patch Kids right now in a Mountain Dew and you'd let me go to the bathroom by myself, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was like that too about Bye. my own appearance. Like I had this thing where I was like, I'm never going to wear leggings outside of the house oh. or sweatpants. Oh Lord. <laughs> what kind of judgy stuff is that, man? I also said, I'm going to lose all my weight at three months. I'm not going to do that like other people. <laughs> 10 years and I'm still working out. Right. There was no bounce back immediately. (laughs) It's it's so funny the things that you get hung up on, you know, like your perceived images of who you are as a person dramatically change when a tiny human takes up a part of your life. (laughs) You You just can't, can't go backwards at all. Well, you just don't know. Like that was my thing as someone who had been around a lot of kids and like would take care of them and then hand them back to their parents. I was like, oh, well, they're doing something wrong and blah, or I'm with their kids most of the time. They're, you know, they go home, put their kids to bed. That's it. Blah, blah. And now I'm like, oh my gosh, they had nothing. You knew nothing. (laughs) Like you're just a girl who comes in and watches and then you get to go home. So <laughs> shut your mouth. <laughs> yeah. What was your guys's path to having children? What did you think about before you got pregnant or what was your life scheme before you um, actually had children? Amy was four. I mean, she's like, I, I was, was at prom. I was 16. Five. So I wasn't really expecting to become a parent at that time, but I did. I was actually 17 when I had him. So my path is a little bit different than the rest of you guys. And then we had my daughter three years later, which we wanted to have another one because we didn't want him to be an only child. So I had two kids when I was 20. So I, I didn't really have that kind of thought time to think about that ahead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it just kind of happened. Yeah. Well, what did you think with the other two? Cause you had this gap. When I got pregnant with my daughter, Kira, who's my third, she was a very big surprise because after having my daughter who's autistic, had a lot of behavioral issues at that time, she was very, very demanding. You know, she just consumed a lot of my time and my energy and I couldn't really imagine having, I just didn't think it would be fair to her or another child to have another child. But in the back of my head, I think I always did want to have another one, but I was also afraid to have two children with special needs. And I have a son also. So, but I got pregnant with her. It was five weeks before our wedding. So she was a complete surprise, but you know, it ended up being good. We ended up being, you know, happy. And my husband's mother was sick with pancreas cancer. So it really gave her something to like, you know, once she was, she was so excited about it. Like everybody else had to like get on board. And, um, you know, she was fine. It was a lot of worrying for me. I worried my whole pregnancy. I worried, you know, almost her whole first year. It's hard not to. 
Yeah. And then when I had my fourth, which is Lexi, she was another surprise. So I was surprised a lot. I was on, so I was on the birth control patch. I don't recommend it for anybody else. <laughs> should have tried that it did not work for me and then with her it was very overwhelming because I had my son who was eight I had my daughter who had special needs I had a two-year-old well actually when I was pregnant she was 15 months so like I was barely managing what what I had so thought of putting another person in the house that I had to take care of was I couldn't even I mean then I'm really outnumbered I was home. My yeah. husband worked. One to four is not a good ratio. <laughs> no, it's not good at all. Um, I was, you know, I was really nervous about just being able to manage and handle all that. But I didn't worry as much as her because I didn't really have the time to worry. So at least, you know, kind of got that. Yeah. Well, and you kind of had all the things that we think about as special needs parents. Like you had one child first who was neurotypical. Mm-hmm. Then your second child had special needs. Then you had two come after that with all the worry of potentially you know whatever yes. the life circumstances were going to be yep and um with Kara as she was growing I could kind of you know I still was a little bit guarded but I could kind of see that she was you know developing hitting the milestones that she should hit and you know I was watching out for all the little things that I didn't necessarily know to watch out with um Alyssa so by the time Lexi came I was just madness there was no time time to worry about it whatever come as you are (laughs) yeah Yeah. what about you Jamie how did you decide it was time or did you (laughs) was it a surprise like him (laughs) no well it was it wasn't a surprise to me but maybe my husband just (laughs) (laughs) my husband's seven and a half years older than me so for me it was like we gotta have kids soon because you're gonna be like a grandpa by the time (laughs) but we had finished college uh, like a year before we went to film school together. So we were hoping to be filmmakers. We were developing a documentary at that time. And I don't know, it was just like the next step. Like I, I really wanted to have kids. Oddly enough, so two weeks before we got married, we were in a mass shooting. That really changed my perspective on life. I um, originally was going to do my career first. So we got married in two weeks. And then that was going to be our senior year of college of film school. So I was so stressed out by film school. And I just wasn't happy. And that whole experience of being in the mass shooting made me really reconsider my life. Look at what made me happy in my family. I come from a really big family and I love kids. And so I kind of really changed my tune that last year of college and moving on. I didn't, I wasn't, I didn't want to run off to LA and try to do like big movies or anything anymore. I kind of wanted to do more documentary stuff or independent movies and just be more happy. And part of that was having kids. So it really was like, you know, a year or so after school. And like, since my husband was older, I was like, let's, let's try to have kids. And it was literally like the first try I got pregnant. I was like, Oh, I didn't expect that. (laughs) But it was good. That's how we had Jesse. And uh, yeah, Rachel, I know you talked a little bit about your past. I'm like for Klimt. (laughs) That's a Paradigm shifter. Yeah. Yeah. We, Billy and I were together at 15, as I said, and uh, we wanted to be parents right away. And I was adopted and he was born from very young parents. And we felt like a lot of times, like in my case or in his kids just happen sometimes like these two and it was not happening for us. And I thought we could just buy local and see what happened. Like we just pursued a job adoption and Over the course of time, there was lots of, I mean, possible adoptions that 
we were super close on and then later it just did not work out. So I feel now all of that made me strong enough to do this. And I need it all. Mm. I could not have been Celie's mom. Had she been ready? Let's just say I could not have been what she needed two years prior. And I did. I like, I thought I was going to be one thing and I, this is not it, but I do know that like every single employee, every single work challenge that I had, every single personal endeavor that I have gone through has sculpted me to help her with her struggles. And she's like the lady that shows up late and the lady that has her own timing and the lady that cusses back at me and (laughs) (laughs) the lady who doesn't listen during a coaching statement and the lady I just would rather get rid of on a Tuesday sometimes. (laughs) She actually sounds a lot like me. (laughs) (laughs) My share spirit animal actually, but I just, you know, I just, I didn't know that Celie was anything but quirky. I thought she, she was our only kid. We did not have a lot of people around us that had young children. And so like, she seemed wicked ahead of the game compared to some of our friends and then like not. And I thought that when you were and when you weren't, it just sort of all came out in the wash and we never like got past that. And I would say for C, it's been like getting more and more complicated as time has gone. So it's challenging the mom that I thought I was becoming. I, I thought I was tired when she was two. Yeah. Jen, what about you? What was your, um, actually Kai's dad and I were together for maybe six or seven years prior to me getting pregnant. I was actually going for fertility testing because I had just never gotten pregnant. And so I thought, well, my friend said, well, you should just get tested because if, if you do plan on having children and everyone always thought I would be the one that had the big family, um, clearly I took a different turn. And so I was having fertility testing on a Tuesday, you know, at the appointment. And on a Thursday at work, we had a little in-house meet and greet thing. And a customer leaned in, in literally leaned into me and said, do you have the flu? I've never seen you look so white. So I, I was just sick. And I, and so the girl at my office said, you're pregnant. I'm like, I'm not pregnant. She's like, you're pregnant. You're sick all the time and you're never sick. And she went and ran and got a pregnancy test and I was pregnant. So I ran out of there. I ran to the doctor, did a urine test. I came in. She said, you're pregnant. I said, no, I'm not pregnant. I am not pregnant. <laughs> that is someone else's pee. Okay. Tuesday. Yeah. Said, you're pregnant. And so that was my walk into motherhood. Yeah. It was very unexpected, very unexpected. Yeah. For us, we are chronic overthinkers about big life decisions. So my husband and I were together 10 years before we got married and then another four before we had Nixon. So we mull over decisions pretty thoroughly before we make them. <laughs> and I'm sure know. still. <laughs> and I don't know if that's just like a, a fear-based thing because both of us have had very uncommon paths in our lives that run a, co- a thread. So it's not just like, oh, here's one thing that happened to you in your life scheme that you need to get some grit and get over with. We've both been through a variety of things that, you know, can tear down a spirit. So I think we're cautious always with how it's going to go. And it's usually in the 1% of you get a different path, you know, so we mold things over and we think about them. But when it was time, we got married because very uh, practical reasons. 
I didn't want to change my name on my law license after I had it. So it was either I was going to take his name or I wasn't going to take his name. Let's do this. Let's do it. Business card. <laughs> so that's it. Yeah, I got to get these business cards. <laughs> We're not changing it after the fact. So let's figure it out. Oh my gosh, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> and then when we decided it was time to have kids, you know, we were older. I was like, okay, we really should start thinking about this because we either are going to start planning to have children or we're going to not have children. And I always wanted to, and he always wanted to. So we just tried and luckily we got pregnant with our son pretty quickly, um, surprisingly for us. And, you know, it's been the same common ride of our life that it's not the typical situation, which gives you grit and beauty all in the same time. So that was kind of us, (laughs) you know, our kids They're you know, these paths. Yeah. These paths are really crazy. So, I mean, that's it. That's us. That's our judgment. That's our preconceived notions. That's our anticipation prior to parenting. And, you know, we're going to do a full series on this talk like a mother, you know, four more episodes to get to know us and we will chat with you next time. Thank you for joining us at the table for episode one of our series, Talk Like a Mother. Make sure to join us for episode two, Just Bad Advice, as anticipation turns to questions and everyone else knows best. See you soon.